Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Hey guys, as you know, we are huge fans of Vanga CBD, our number one sponsor of this podcast. Vanga helps us recover quickly from our workouts, have less soreness and sleep. I love the sleep with these products. Uh, we've been taking CBD for a long time, but if you're new to it and haven't tried it, um, it can be confusing and you may not know where to start. So the good news is Vanga is now offering personalized CBD plans. All you have to do is take a simple quiz and they'll get you started. Answer a few questions and ta-da, personalized CBD recommendations. It's based on you, what CBD that you need right now to meet your goals. It's super easy to take this quiz, guys. Just check it out on their website. Go over to bengacbd.com slash quiz. And you didn't hear it from us, but there is a freebie if you check this out. Um, So check it out right now. Once again, you know, I'm talking to you guys. I've hit my sleep goal here for the past 10 days straight here. And Venga has been a great part of that. Um, It improves the REM sleep cycles. And I just think over, it's an overall amazing product. If you've got questions, reach out to them, guys. It's a great team over there. And without further ado, on to the podcast. It's Tuesday. No, it's not. It's not Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Supercast, everybody. I'm Jacob Post. <laughs> I'm Leah Hensley. It is not Tuesday. It was supposed we- to be Tuesday. <laughs> It was supposed to be Tuesday, but we wanted to bring um, a really special guest on this week that, you know, time scheduling brought us to Wednesday. Um, last week when we recorded, we talked about big events coming up this past weekend, including High Rocks and Indian Mud Run. And we asked for someone who was there who wanted to talk with us and give us a brief recap and hello, what better person to talk to than the winner of Indian Mud Run, Mr. Logan Broadbent. You know, it's great to talk to Logan. I've always, I think I've talked to him in passing once before, but I've mm-hmm. never really sat down and talked to him. Cool dude. I'm excited for this podcast. Also, we had races all over this past weekend. Yes. We had, we had the High Rocks Championship. We had, you know, Indian Mud Run, which is a big dance. We had a stadium. We had um, Fayetteville, which was yeah. A I mean, it's crazy. Racing like, strong again. We went so long without anything, and now all of a sudden, it's like kaboom. The floodgates are open. Yeah, I mean, it's any kind of race, any place you want. Like we were all over the country. It was great. So we will recap a little bit of kind of what went down, but first we will kick it over to Logan. Absolutely. And we are back here with Logan Broadbent. Leah, who is Logan? 
What is a Logan? How is a Logan? <laughs> well, Logan is a name <laughs> that is, is coming up of, you know, we're seeing a little bit more of. And, you know, it's funny because I think he's been kind of like flying under the radar. And when everybody was talking about Indian Mud Run coming up, really the only name anybody was talking about was VJ Jones, including us. Um, but spoiler alert. I didn't even know you were going. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't think that most people really were, were kind of looking out and spoiler alert, VJ was taken down by Logan Broadbent. So, uh, we wanted to bring Logan on and, and find out, you know, a little bit more about him. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Leah. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, glad, <laughs> to be here. glad to be here. It's been uh, it's been too long, uh, but I, you know, it's funny because I think the first time I met Leah, I think I joined one of her Instagram lives, and she was just like, "I do not know who this person is. Like, who is this guy? Just randomly joining my my live feed." And uh, and it was it well, was hilarious. It was a couple of years ago, but uh, too funny. Um, but I, I'm not very self-promoting. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you, you, you've done some boomerang stuff before too, back in the day. You had a YouTube channel. You've done some stuff with Dude Perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I, I have. And, and there may be a part two video coming out soon. Ooh. Maybe. Some okay. tricks, baby. But uh, yeah, so All look right. out for that. But a lot of people who do know me <laughs> or know of me uh, know that, uh, yeah, I've won a, a few world boomerang championships with the U.S. team. Yeah. I've been competing in, you know, boomerang throwing my whole life. I'm the reigning U.S. national champion right now. And it's, uh, and so that's just, it's funny when you hear about people's like previous lives and like alter egos, like you got like Ryan Atkins, the unicyclist, and you've got Logan, the boomerang thrower. It's like, what, what is this? You know? Yeah. What is this world? Right. What is this right. world? And then all of us have like careers outside of that right, right. on top of oh on top gosh, of our weird exactly. like athletic escapades and, and goofy hobbies we've got like families and like real right right all right so i have to ask i don't want to spend too much time on it but i have to ask how did a little american boy get involved in boomerang yeah so my dad was responsible so he's been involved in the sport okay. for years and years he was an obsession for him he made boomerangs like everything in his life so i grew up around boomerangs going to different boomerang tournaments and stuff and uh uh you know and when you start that early you yeah. tend to be pretty good later so uh yeah so then i i started doing some fun trick shot videos the past couple of years when dude perfect asked me to come out and and film one for them so you can look up boomerang trick shots with dude perfect on youtube and, and watch a fun video there and uh yeah it's it's just been the passport to the world i've gotten to travel the world competing against people from all different walks of life uh making friends in in every quarter of the globe and uh it's it's a lot like ocr in that way right you meet right. just incredible unique individuals and uh, you make friends for life absolutely so so talk about the transition from Boomerang to OCR. How did that happen? When did you get yeah. involved in the sport? Well, it yeah, was what made you transition. want to do this? Yeah, because <laughs> it was it was weird because I've always been a competitive runner too, right? So I've been competing in, okay. you know, I did, you know, track in you know, middle school and cross country and all that fun stuff through high school, um, you know, and then I started doing some triathlon stuff. Um, you know, I just love to compete and, uh, and I've always, always been a pretty decent runner. Um, but then, you know, many years ago, six years ago or so, my friends convinced me to sign up for American Ninja Warrior. 
And so I've done that the past six years as well. Um, and so I was running, I was training for obstacles at the same time. And, uh, and somebody at a rock gym here in Cleveland, uh, a couple, a couple friends from the Cleveland Obstacle Racing Alliance or Cobra, yeah, uh, were, were rock climbing at this old school, like OG rock gym in Cleveland. And they were like, oh man, you should really think about, you know, doing an OCR. And I was like, what's OCR stand for? <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, and then they signed me up. I did a savage race in Ohio. I uh, did pretty well there. Um, and then the rest is history. You know, I combined the running and the obstacle training and started doing this thing, you know, a little bit more often, kind of you know, doing some local races to start. And then, uh, you know, and then p- people started to figure out who I was, uh, at least here in the Midwest. I uh, um, made a lot of friends. Awesome. You know, and that's the thing I love about this sport is like, you see, you, you just hit the nail on the head, like just making good friends. And even in the local scene, like making those connections and then going and really testing your metal when you see some hardcore competition at some of these Spartans and stuff like that, it's, it's always good to have that backing and stuff. And that's one of the things I love about like our local, like family, like anytime I go to one of these locals and I see my boy, Chad Rife or see like the other family it's just like that hype you're like yeah we're back here we're thrown down and that's additionally going back to the things that make indian mud run so freaking special is because it is just like homecoming now uh so was this your first indian mud run logan it was it was and this is one that has been what a shit show what, what a rodeo <laughs> i know i was like what was i thinking but honestly i've been wanting to do this race for for oh, yeah. you know a few years it's, but it's there's two camps of Indian mud run people. There's the people who have done it and love it and have nothing but amazing things to say about it. And then there's the people who've not done it, but the first thing they always say is, I've always wanted to do it. Like, yes, you, exactly. You never hear anybody say like, eh, whatever, it's just another race. Like you've either done it already or you're like just counting down until you get to do it because it's, it's established itself you know if you're serious about OCR and you're serious about really challenging yourself and getting into some like gnarly obstacles and potentially failing right uh this is the race you got to do right this is like this is this is the you know this is your pilgrimage right to uh uh in OCR right you have to take a pilgrimage to Indian Mud Run to Coshocton Ohio middle of nowhere Ohio all places great town though great people and uh and you got to run this race and uh and so it, it had been so many years since I've been able to do it because I had a boomerang tournament or a YouTube video or something going on like at the same time right that same weekend and uh and finally the stars aligned and I was I was able to do it uh you know this past weekend and man it was it was everything I expected and more just uh in terms of the challenge you know what all my friends have been telling me for years and uh yeah it was it was spectacular what a what a great race Hubie does an amazing job um you know just really really pushing pushing the envelope here so when you were going you were preparing for this race and and I guess other OCRs in general where do you look at your personal strengths are you a really great runner who can do obstacles too or do you classify yourself as the really great obstacleist that can hold his own with a run yeah I think I guess I'm a little bit of both right right now or or I have been um I'm I am a strong runner I'm a very strong runner especially when 
it comes to technical trails, right? I'm I'm pretty small. I'm a pretty small guy. I'm pretty low to the ground, and I can. Uh, hey, I'm not about that. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, no shame, no shame here. But, but I can I can bolt right through, you know, through very technical trails, up scrambles, you know, slick rock ravines, whatever. And there was a lot of that, obviously, in this race. Um, and and I'm a pretty good open open field runner too, right? Jacksonville, you know, I took third, and that was pretty wide open, flat flat course. But I tend to think of myself more as a mountain runner, more of a hill runner. Um, even though I live in Cleveland, where it's relatively flat, I live above a valley here where I can get a lot of hill training in. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, and then when it comes to obstacles, you know, there I haven't yeah there you know, in, in OCR compared to what I'm doing with Ninja Warrior, most of the obstacles are, um, you know, are doable, right? I, I don't have, Pretty I don't have much issue. But the shit gets real in Indian Mud Run. But Indian Mud Run, it feels like you're combining <laughs> Ninja Warrior with, mm-hmm. yeah, with OCR, with running, right? So, um, yeah, this one was a little bit different, um, especially when they stack the obstacles so close together. Well, there's um, something to about both first place people being ninjas. Both you and Amy, and Amy. are are ninja mm-hmm. warriors. Both have been on the show for several seasons. Yep. Um, so that definitely lends itself to show what the strength that you know is needed for Indian Mud Run. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And Amy, Amy's one of the ones who got me started in the sport. Right, she was the one mm-hmm. at the rock climbing gym. I um, love it. You know, so Amy's we were great. comparing notes on Ninja Warrior and then she was like, yeah, you got to do OCR. So, um, yeah, I mean, such a cool local scene here and, and everybody yeah. was there, right? Everybody was in Ohio and it's my home state, right? right. I love Ohio. You have exactly. to, I mean, it was just a given at that point, I'm sure. Yeah, I went to Ohio <laughs> State. I like, I'm a Buckeye. Like I was, you know, this was everything to me was was being able to, you know, to do well in in Indian Mud Run and, you know, and, and yeah, it was great. So talk about the course. Um, obviously, you know, we saw the map come out last week and it was, you know, and we talked to Alyssa and, you know, we were told it was six-ish somewhere miles with like 85-ish somewhere obstacles. But when we had talked to her literally the week of the event, we were talking to her on, what was it, Jacob? Wednesday, Thursday, I think. Probably Thursday. Wednesday. And the race itself was on Saturday. And these mad scientist builders were still building shit. So they had no idea. They didn't they even know, know how many no, they had. No, so, shooting for the rafters. So when you showed up, what were you greeted with? What was the actual course mileage, elevation, and obstacle count to your Oh knowledge? my gosh. You know what? So I don't know the elevation. I can tell you that they said it was 6.6 miles. Right. Everybody I talked to, their watches all said seven plus, right? So I had <laughs> that's what I was seeing too. Or so, yeah. Right. So uh they were definitely underselling that uh, a little bit. Um 85 obstacles, 85 obstacles. So So yeah. were you running? I mean, and they're not easy for... obstacles. And not easy. I mean, the rigs, they had race ready obstacles out there, like building stuff and like oh. Then the it, bottle boys out there too. And yeah, yeah, it was a show. It was a show. And if you look at the results, you'll see, uh, especially when you get into age group stuff, you'll see, you know, so many people with full completions, but then like a certain number of failures, yeah. right? Pretty soon in that list where, you know, people, you know, couldn't complete everything. 
who was there running like you 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 say you're a great runner but how do you run with 85 obstacles there's not a yeah. lot of running well i mean so there's some areas where some. running is like you you get to um you, you you have like some hurdles right or some walls to jump over where you don't get any rest or any break from running right you just keep going and there's a lot of fallen timber and like fallen trees that i don't think they count as obstacles but they're there they're they're pretty they're big. not right they're in the yeah way. yeah within the first mile i took a hard tumble so vj and i yeah so they start with this nice downhill like long downhill start and then you go straight up and then you come back and do the same thing and so it's good for like a spectator friendly start you can right. kind of see where everybody's at and how things are shaking out early and, you know, BJ and I, everybody starts faster than they should, right? But um, so I was pushing the pace Always. a little bit, you know, toward the beginning. And, um, you know, and then BJ and I were, were pretty close together, you know, there for the first couple of miles. And I, uh, I dipped into the woods and we were, you know, kind of going through like, there's spots where you got to stop running. You're climbing down like rocks and like jumping <laughs> down shit at this point like I've always wondered like what happened in the front of the pack of these elite men like you have the testosterone it's a scramble going. yeah like, no it is full mode like we're not yeah I mean you know me and VJ we're pretty uh you know we've, we've got some strong integrity and we, we don't we don't push right. each other around very much right I mean the, the race uh, starts probably in the second half but uh, I know you want me to want to hear that like we were just cursing throwing elbows like, and, like other names clawing each other as soon as yeah, as soon as the uh, yeah, as soon as the judges were were outside of our view, we were just punching <laughs> each other back there, right? But uh, but no, man, we were just flowing. We were just flowing right. through the woods. You know, I I stayed in front of him, but he was you know right on my heels the the whole time. And were you feeling confident? Like, did you go into this race like no, I'm gonna win this, like knowing you're gonna win it, or running scared? Nobody you goes into Indian mud run knowing they're gonna win this. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I knew well you know I probably am the only person who felt confident and there you uh, go Jacob Love you I'm not I'm not self-promoting right I don't talk I don't post yeah. a lot of my training I don't talk right. a lot about it but I train right and I, I put in the clearly work. I I'm I'm very serious about what I do in all aspects of what I do and um you know I just I don't I don't promote myself very much so uh so, uh, so I, 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 stay, the, I like to stay under the radar Right. I, I stand under the radar. One of the big things I say about Indian Mud Run is if you're not used to super technical obstacles and super mm -hmm. technical terrain, do not expect to stay at Indian Mud Run with your band with full completion. Yeah. I think that's a right. fair thing to say. Mine tore off on the low rig. They had these new bands. So they had like <laughs> these foam bands that go yep. around our ankle and then they scan you if you yeah, fail yeah. an obstacle, right? So you know kind of where you fail and everything. Mine ripped off. How did that system rig. work? Uh, I guess it worked pretty well. It looked like it worked well. I I, I didn't see any mix up in the results or anything. I think right. everybody was, uh, yeah. you know, they had lots of volunteers out there. The volunteers were doing Thank you, volunteers, anybody who was out there helping out uh, big time. But uh, but yeah, it ripped off and then I had to, and I had no pockets or anywhere to put it. So I just had to stuff it in my pants and keep running. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have to repeat anything or totally smooth run the whole time? Totally smooth all the way through didn't awesome. didn't fail anything um you know they had the weaver uh which is pretty i exhausting. love the weaver nobody yeah. likes over water i think over it water. might be a short people thing but i like it i've never had a problem i mean it's time consuming as far as obstacles that's go. 
that's the thing. If you fall off this weaver, it's even more time consuming because you're in the water, you're getting back. Yeah. Yep. And then you got to do it so wet. <laughs> yeah. And you're tiptoeing out there and you're just like, all right, let's do this. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's like balance beam to weaver over water to balance beam. And then you jet that's, right back into the woods. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did it was you not have any get moments? Like, was there any close calls? And it was right after uh, the heavy bag carry. It that was after carry, the sandbag carry. That heavy for carry. Sure. So, uh, no, well, a couple of the rigs, you know, they had like the plastic, um, like on the rings and stuff, they had the mm. plastic holes. Get slick. Um, and they get slick, right? Especially when you're sweaty or you just got out of water or whatever. Right, and right. yeah, those, mm-hmm. those are gnarly. The and nets, it's humid as hell out there. <laughs> so humid. And you got to cross these long, long cargo nets, like over rivers and over ravines and over, mm. and you just feel like you're crawling and just like bleeding time out there because it's so like you feel right. like you feel like a baby giraffe like trying to get over these you know these yeah. nets and uh and so but everybody's in the same boat right I'm sure the people behind me are oh, yeah. struggling just as much um, so did you I- leave the whole time were you in front never to be seen again or pretty much pretty much I took a hard spill about a mile in and BJ was right you know right there with me and I went down on the rocks really hard it hurt it hurt. Oh. I still feel it now, actually. And uh, we got up, kept running. And luckily, you know, VJ was polite enough to uh, jump over me and not step on me. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I think I think at that point and then I think going into the low rig, right, which is back toward the festival area, um, I think he may have gotten to the low rig first. So he and I were kind of running together. He may have taken All right there where we kind of opened up like through these you know little hills and um, you know, then I got out off the low rig first, but that's when my band ripped. So I had to run back, grab my band stuff into my pants, keep going. And, uh, and then we really didn't split up until, uh, we did the heavy, we did the sandbag carry, which is pretty long and up, up kind of a long hill mm-hmm. and then back down. Um, you know, he and I are pretty good at carries, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so he likes to push those. And then, and then we got to the weaver and I got through the weaver very quickly, very efficiently. Um, I don't think VJ knew it was a weaver because, uh, you know, he saw me going under. He was like, what? This is a weaver. And I was like, yeah, man, get to work. (laughs) Weavers take time. They take take time. time. They take time, especially if you don't know, like, the right technique. It takes a lot of time to get through that. But that's where. Not very many races that use it. I know at Battle of the Lions, they they brought it back and they're using them. But, you know, besides that, it was King's Domain is where the main weaver used to be. Um, but most places don't have them. No, no, they don't. They don't. But, um, but, but man, what a great test. I mean, for body mm-hmm. control and technique. And sure. That's, that's a great obstacle. You can burn yourself out pretty yeah. hard if you're just trying to, you know, use just all muscle through that, right? You really got to use the- all, all of your four appendages on, on there. I think the other thing that really gets me about Indian motor and some of the obstacles, we're just talking about some of the, it's the iconic finish. So you get done with Skull Valley, you kind of run around this, this pond. Then you go to a second slide, you slide into the pond, you do a cargo net in the middle of this pond. Yes. Yes. And then you run up the hill, do one or two more obstacles. I think the destroyer walls in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you're two stories tall doing trapeze artist shit. Oh my gosh. It's the <laughs> best part about that. What a classic finish. Right. So, uh, yeah. So you've got, you've got the slide in the lake, you got 
cargo net and I jump from the top of everything. I mean, the top, like if, yeah. if there are seconds to be yep. saved, I'm saving yep. them on obstacles. So We're going. I'm going to jump off a 30 foot cliff and, you know, hope for the best, <laughs> uh, hit the <laughs> tuck and roll. Um, but, uh, but yeah, then, so you get, you get through, you get through the water and nobody in OCR is a good swimmer. So and then, uh, and then you get to, uh, well, yeah, so they call it, well, it's floating walls is what they call it, but it's actually a two story yeah. floating walls to a cargo net up the cargo net. And then you've got like two or three of the, or they have the horizontal bars to two rings mm-hmm. And then you hop over another vertical cargo, which you can't flip because then there's truss like three, mm. four feet down from that. So you definitely like, mm-hmm. hit your back if you did. And uh, um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. I love the floating walls. They have really good handholds on there. I think you know. Yeah. I got, mm-hmm. So you know, I can match on. I like the floating walls. I remember I when love they it. came out, and it was like intimidating for people. I guess if you're someone who doesn't like heights. It's because yes. from a sneak standpoint, it's truly not that difficult. And they really do right. have good holds on them. But I think for the people that don't like the heights, the swaying of it might be a little bit of a more of a mind. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. So this yeah. is going to be a real quick question for you, because I, I remember it from a few years ago. Did they still have the floating wall, just wall? And this is going to sound like a weird portion on the course, but you go over it and then you get up over it and then it is like. A direct downhill, that. and it's 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 trippy because it's like you've got this great view, yeah. But then you jump over the thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, "This is kind of steep here." <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't paying attention to the view, but uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I, I was racing to win, Jacob, time. it doesn't matter what the view looks like; it'll <laughs> be Jacob. Well, no, but you're right. They they have There's these a couple floating walls. They had a couple floating walls here, and like uh-huh. one of them. You had to climb over it. So you're, so yep. think about being on a floating wall, right? So your feet are going out in front of you. And it sways. And you have to climb over this thing. And, mm. be, and, and, and there might've been a rope on the other side or something. I'm pretty sure I jumped down. Maybe. But yeah. Uh, and it was, it was so sketchy, right? Getting over that thing while it's swaying. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unnerving. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make you comfortable at all. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think if that's what you're referring to, they, I, I was on yeah, floating walls probably three or four times during this race. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So what, if, if you have to say, looking back at the race and the 85 obstacles, which obstacle do you say is like, man, that was the best thing. Like which one sticks with you as that was a, that was great. And I, I want to do it again. Yeah. I mean, floating walls definitely belongs on there. Um, they had like a 40 foot monkey bars, which is always, you know, kind of fun to just like, if you can get through yeah. monkey bars really fast, that's, that's always awesome. a good one. Um, they have, oh my gosh, they have this slide. I don't know how many hundreds of feet long it is down yep. the mountain, down the hill, and it shoots you out into the river and this was it's made everybody nervous but i think it's been used enough that there are these two very obvious grooves in the hill where like your butt is like sliding down <laughs> and uh but then when you get toward the bottom that groove kind of like fades out so you don't know if you're gonna like fly left fly right you're probably going 65 miles per hour down this thing and then sounds and like then, the, the, the king's uh, domain the old slides yes, very similar Yep. Exactly. And it's not, you know, so it's not a difficult obstacle, right? You know, right. But again, there. if you probably don't like heights, or you don't like water or, you know, 
fast stuff like that, I can imagine. It can make you nervous. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, so that was cool. Not the most difficult, but cool. And then they had, uh, they had a rig where it was this, uh, you know, cargo net, like a deep cargo net um, Mm -hmm. to Valkyrie, right? Kind of ascending rings. Yes. Ascending rings back down, back to another cargo net, getting underneath that to a rope to a bell. And that took a lot of bands. I think that are, you know, a lot of, a lot of obstacle failures on that one. Um, but that was cool. Like it was a good, you know, I thought it was a good, fair, difficult, you know, test. Cargo are deceptively difficult. They, they're not hard, but they're no. very taxing. And They'll wear you down. They'll wear they you down. Do. They wear you it down. It takes time. It requires time. It requires tremendous core strength. Yep. Um, to stabilize yourself and something simple like Mark Ballas is a huge fan um, with his uh, Green Beret and now Driven things. He's a huge fan of tall ass cargo net just to <laughs> like a free floating one to a to a bar and you have to get up and over the bar and just right. to use the strength from a net up and over this bar. You look at it, you're like big deal, but. It is a big deal once you get up there. It's tired. It is. It yep. is. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. definitely. That was, uh, yeah, that that one just kind of wears you down. And it's out in the open, right? So right. then you can get some open running in and a couple right. walls and stuff to hop over. Okay. But man, I mean, if you don't if you don't pick up your speed, like coming off of that, I think it was pretty soon after Gibbons, right? We had to do Gibbons, which... Mm-hmm. Into Valkyrie. Yeah, it's something that you got to do pretty you know proficiently right and efficiently and I actually missed my first attachment on Gibbons so I'm hanging by one and then I mm. actually skip that one and go to the next right or to the next hold and then I can swing through and hit the bell but um but yeah they were they were stacking them up pretty close and uh you didn't get a lot of a lot of time to, to recover from those um so yeah that was a great that was a great obstacle uh they had a low rig that was pretty cool pretty technical I love me um, I love low. Hey, you and I, right? Low rigs are a jam. I love like, these low rigs. Why do they call this a low rig? My feet don't touch a ground. I know, right? It's fine. I can actually reach the bar without having to climb or <laughs> I'm jump. Like fully <laughs> extended down here. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, so that that was cool. And then um, you know, Skull Valley, of course, they made Skull Valley pretty tough. They had some fun. Uh, uh, you know, so they had skulls, and then they had. I don't know, uh, maybe a horizontal bar to a, you know, kind of a three rung like ladder type thing to another skull valley to ring. A- anyway, it was, it was, that was always, that was really good too. Um, but I made my move coming off of Weaver, right? So BJ and I were kind of close together coming off of Weaver, right? Just after the sandbag carry, he was right behind me. And then, um, uh, and then as soon as I created a little bit of distance there, I took off right through the woods and ran very technical and, um, right. And that's where I created that separation. And, you know, by the time we got to the, to the water carry where you're carrying like the farmer's carry, um, I, I did the whole carry and, and didn't, didn't see him again. So um, I, I think that was, uh, that was where I kind of made my move. Nice. Nice. So well, real quick, before we start wrapping stuff up here, two things, Logan, one, we've talked with, we've had Sid, we've talked to Sid, I'm friends with Sid and some of the team there. And I'm so glad with some of the stuff they're doing with bringing in multiple different people to build these courses. I think it with Grace Red, yes. you've heard a lot of names. Yeah. Um, rumor has it next year, there's going to be 100 obstacles on this course. Good. <laughs> one, do you think, 
do you think there's enough room for 15 more obstacles too? Or are you going to be back there to defend your title? <laughs> well, one thing you count on is that I will be back no matter how many obstacles they put out there. Um, you know, I, if I had to take two steps and then hit another obstacle, I'm, I'm going to do it and, uh, and, and I'll be ready for it. I'm, 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 I'm testing Sid as much as he's testing us right, to see what he can, uh, what he can throw at us, so they were talking about 100 obstacles, they're talking about, you know, some other fun and interesting things to attract uh, more high quality racers, although the field was pretty, pretty damn good this, this week with, uh, with Jason West, Justin Livingood, uh, Amy Patrick, Michelle Warnke, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good talent out there, um, but, uh, but yeah, I would love, I would love to see more, I would love to see more, this is, uh, you know, this is probably the toughest OCR race, you know, potentially in, 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 on the globe and, uh, you know, why not make it tougher? Right. Right. Absolutely. So what number two, what, what, other, other real quick one here. What shoes did you wear? <laughs> oh man. Great question. Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, now, <laughs> so I wore the sounding OT comps which have been my go-to shoes right. for a couple years. Yeah, they've been my, and, and VJ wore the same pair, actually. Um, you know, could have gone with the elements, right? The sounding element threes, but uh, wasn't super muddy, right? And there was some slick rock out there. Um, so, you know, I That's wanted something That's climbing. I wanted something that uh, was, was lightweight, could shed water, could shed- Low profile. Low profile, you know, something I can dance- dance through the woods on, on and, and, and that was, that was a shoe for me. It, it worked out great, actually. It, it really was. Um, so that's, that's one, that's one, the OT comp. Gotcha, gotcha. Sounds good. So now that you've done your bucket race and you've done Indian Mud Run, do you have any other bucket races that you haven't yet done? Or if not, what race are you signed up for that you're looking forward to as your big race next? You know what? If I pull up my calendar here, I think I have like, I'm still figuring out. Actually, I don't even have my calendar here. Um, I'm going to be doing the U.S. National Series. So okay. I may be shooting a video with Dude Perfect right before Utah and then flying up to Utah and uh, racing at elevation. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be an interesting test. Uh, then we have Asheville, West Virginia, all those fun races. Um, I would like to do, you know, potentially a couple stadium races, you know, if they fall into the calendar in the right spots. Uh, I'll be at OCR World Championships, which I can't wait for. I love Stratton Mountain. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I finished fourth at Noram the past two times, right? Ooh, okay. And I don't think anybody really knows that because you don't know who's not on the podium, right? But, right. Uh, but that's a good, it's a pretty Sounds decent like You showed up and that's all that matters. <laughs> I showed up, I ran, I did, I did what I came to sort of do. And then I always run really well in the team race. And uh, we've got a, we've got a pretty strong team coming out. That, who's uh, your team? I don't know. Curious. Oh. I have to find out. Oh, oh shit. It could be with somebody, uh, somebody I ran with this past weekend. Maybe. I would think that would be a pretty good team. <laughs> oh, I get it. I hear you. It's clever. <laughs> it's, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But we'll see. Um, we'll see. yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. And then we've got, uh, uh, what else we have? Uh, you know, maybe Abu Dhabi, if I can get out there, I think okay. that'd be fun. Okay. Um, no. You know, we've got work too. So we got to like figure this Let's stuff out just like everybody else out there. But, uh, 
Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be showing up in a lot of different places. And, uh, and then I love the local races, right? So last weekend I had a boomerang tournament here in Cleveland, um, that ESPN was coming out. Stalk you for boomerangs, by the way. Like I, oh yeah. To- <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. You got an unlimited. Absolutely. Support, <laughs> and then, uh, but I got to go out and run this, uh, black swamp dash uh, in near like Port Clinton or like near Sandusky. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one I love to do. It's so much fun. It's like a cool local race. It's, you know, fast, good obstacles, good, you know, nice challenging terrain. And, uh, man, uh, the two that are on my list there. Yeah. Those guys at Black Swamp always put on a good rodeo. And then over at War X, I always have wanted to go over and do War X. I just don't have enough time in my schedule. I haven't done War X and I haven't done like Battle of the Lions. Right. I've heard good things about that um yeah there's just there's like so that. many yeah there's so many on the list that I just haven't been able to make it out to but I would I would love to do to do more I'm just continuing to expand check out these different you know these different uh venues and it's you know I just love the sport so it's great oh, awesome we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us I think that people are going to start seeing a lot more of you and um you know I know you kind of keep quiet about stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if you have some more followers, if people want to follow you, um, in all of your OCR and boomerang glory, how can they do so? Yeah. So best place to follow me is on Instagram at logan.broadbent. Pretty simple. And, uh, and then, you know, if you want to follow my YouTube channel, I'll, I'll be, I haven't posted in a, quite a while, but you can find me at youtube.com backslash Logan Broadbent, I'm pretty sure. And I'll be posting some more videos, some more fun ones that are, that'll be. Well, you have to now. Eminently. So, uh, and then, yeah, just keep an eye out there. And uh, yeah, if you see me at a race, please like come say what's up. I love meeting new people, talking shop, talking about training, talking about nutrition gear, whatever, you know, philosophy, like we can talk about anything. So I'm uh uh, we'd, we'd love to we'd love to see you guys out there more. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on, Logan. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Leah. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you and good luck. Thanks. Indian Mud Run. Man, okay, so I'm in the You need to go. I'm going next year. I'm going. We talk about the two different peoples, those who went and those who dream of going, and I am in bucket two. And you know, hearing about the event and hearing about the people that were there and seeing all the pictures, I'm like, man, I want to play on the trapeze. <laughs> it, it gets real. Like, it gets real out there. And it's, it's one of those things, I talked about it two years ago, um, right before I had viral meningitis. And I was like, this is, this is rough. I mean, it's like seven miles. It's 3,000 gain per lap. If you do three laps, good for you. 85 obstacles that are real obstacles. Like back in the day, Battlefrog be like, oh, this is Mount Battlefrog. It's just like a climb. Right. That's just, that's not even anything in Indian Mud Run. Um, it's, it's real tough stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, it's looking at the, the, the pictures and the videos. I don't know. Speaking of pictures and videos, did you see, shout out to the coolest video I saw, which honestly made my butt pucker a little bit. Um, Dustin Radney. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Radney, um, based down in Florida, he and Ashley Samples are partners. Um, 
Dustin did the freaking trapeze obstacle with their son, Smith, on his back, like a piggyback, woo, through the trapeze. So, like, my mom kind of puckered a little bit, <laughs> but at the same time, how freaking cool is that for Smith and for, like, hello, Dustin? Like, okay, I see you, bro, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it is... I, it is the one that I am really, really excited for next year. Like that's probably the number one race I'm putting on my calendar is now that I'm like talking to Logan here, just really reiterated and kind of echoed to me about how busy my life's gotten here in the past year. Now that I've got a daughter and I'm yeah. doing the coaching thing and it's these little ones and twos here and there slowing down a little bit and just really appreciating these bigger events like Indian mud run. I, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Right, right. Um, other than other that, events. Leah, you were at a little event this past weekend. Just a little tiny one. No biggie. Up on the Navy Pier, up my way. Yeah. So we were at the Navy Pier for the High Rocks U.S. Championship race. Um, this was my A race for the past, you know, well, I mean, High Rocks in general in Dallas was my A race. And then when I qualified for this championship, it became like my A plus race for the past three months. Um, and it was awesome. 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 There was the, the energy in the, in the venue was great. It was at the Navy pier, just as you know, the event was in full swing, things were going all of a sudden before the elite field went off, the announce, the music gets shut down, the announcer goes off and we are being vacated, evacuated for a tornado, tornado. We're Yay. like, we're doing an indoor race. Weather's not supposed to be a thing. Look at us. Uh, Look at right? us. <laughs> right. So we got vacated down to the um, parking deck for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. I felt terrible for the people that were on the course. Um, they had to stop what they were doing and come back. And, uh, so when we came back up and we resumed, everyone had to go back to the station that they were previously at. And if they didn't finish, they had to finish it. So if you were on wall ball 95, you had to go back and start at zero. Oh, boo hiss. Uh, right? That's a lot of wall balls. I know. I know. Um, so yeah. So anyway, the event went off and... Um, Men's elite went first and shocked. Surprise, surprise. Hunter did not get touched. Yeah. Surprise. Um, Hunter won commandingly as always. Um, Dylan Scott got second and Britton Haster got third. Um, it was a good field. Uh, Megita had a shit day. I mean, he, he says it, he just, he just didn't happen. He just, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, but that was the men's field. The women's field um, was stacked. Um, Lauren Weeks came back with a vengeance and set a new record. Um, it was it was good. You had all the different events of the pros. You had the the open waivers. You had all the other U.S. qualifying things. It was a good day. It was a good race. I okay. So real quick. It, mm -hmm. good race great to see lauren weeks once again take the podium for the girls that right. girl is just on fire um i've got to say this though so 
I'd been getting ads from this company, Love the Pain, for a while that Hunter was rocking. Yeah, which yeah. If you're if you saw what Hunter was wearing, it was this I, goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but their stuff is so out there. I said, of course, Hunter would be rocking Love the Pain. Right, <laughs> and, right, right. But it is the good. Like I love how goofy their their stuff is. It, oh, it made me laugh. Oh golly. Um. But anyway, right. race was great. You guys had a great event. Um, yeah. Yeah. And things have just really been turning back on. Um, that's it's exciting to see. It's really exciting. Um, Leah, what's your next big event that you're planning up for here? Hmm. You know, well, so I mean, we're going to to Highlander to to MC that. But as far as competing goes, it's it's OCRWC. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now and planning everything around for myself. Um, I'm I'm ready to get back there. Which speaking of OCRWC, have you seen the shirts? I have seen the shirts. I what are your you thoughts? Know, Give me a hot take. <sighs> okay, so I think the shirts, and I'm sure this was a joint effort because I doubt it's a coinky dink that the shirts and color schemes and everything from um adventure stuff is very similar to the color schemes and everything of the new legend born stuff. Um, It reminds me, it's very reminiscent of the Rio Olympic stuff to me. That's very fair. The rainbow splatters and streaks and um, you know, they're not, I don't know what they are. It's not pastels, but that, that shade of colors. Um, I like the adventure versions better than the Legendborn versions. There's my hot take. I said it. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I like, I like the championship. I do not like the new, G- the Legendborn unity unified. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah. Neither. I don't. Sorry. It just looks weird. Yeah. Um, yep. That's, and that's kind of where I'm at there. I'm excited for OCRWC as always, but I was always trying to decide, okay, am I going to wait out and get a United Jersey or am I just going to get the team USA? I'm going team USA. Now I'm going to get me a team USA Jersey here soon. Yeah. I, I think that if I end up purchasing a Jersey, that's, that's what it's going to be. Absolutely. So. Aside yeah, from there, that. Was, there, was, there was lots of racing going on. Um, you know, we had Fayetteville. I don't have all the results right in front of me. You know, I will say I'm going to give a little shout out to um, OCR report. If you guys are ever looking for weekend results to be posted, they do. They're a really, really doing good with that right now on every little race. Everything. The locals, the big ones, every version in between. Um you know, it's, it's become a very good, used to be, I would have to go to Athlinks and search the event and then stock it down. Um, but the OCR report Instagram does a really good job, you know, highlighting it. So if you guys are curious about any of the, um, results from this weekend or previous weekends, um, definitely check them out. Absolutely. So also this week, we had new qualification standards sent out from Spartan for the world championship, North American and all that fun oh, stuff. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even notice it because they get so I, many freaking emails. I don't pay attention. All right. So here's my thing. Fill me in. I'm not going to lie to you. I've not looked into this in depth yet. Um, but it looks very similar to what back in the day we discussed with Anthony Yepes, uh, who no longer works at Spartan. He was their social media director. 
Um, and it's always this Rubik's cube. I'm friends with Chris Chapman, who's one of the officials here regularly for Spartan. And it's sometimes it gets pretty rough just trying to figure out exactly how this all works. And then they change it last minute and they'll change this and they'll change that. I'm going to dissect this again, like I did the last time, because when we started our podcast two and a half years ago, this was one of the big things that we talked about was me trying to decipher, you know, how to get to the world championships. Because for me, that was always a big thing, um, qualifying for the world championships. Um, and we know we've talked before about OCRWC qualifications for everything, but pro are out the window, just sign up right, for right. OCR world championships. But it looks like we've got some lines in the sand now for Spartan Race World Championships. So I'm going to fill you guys in here, hopefully in the next week or so on that and do a post about that and some stuff. Um, but that's coming. But everything's changing again. So ju just as always, it's changing again. So hold on tight. Um, really, that's all I think we got this week. Other than Leah, a very special moment. Community kudos. Leah. Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Me I am going to give a enormous kudos to um, my sister. I don't know what else to call her. Um, Kelly, Kelly Williams. Kelly. Ah! Oh, are you going to do that? <laughs> oh, you do it. You do it. You do it. You're tied to Kelly. Kelly is one of the most determined and humble fearless and humble, strong women I have ever met in my life, both on the course yep. and off. And yep. going to High Rocks, Kelly was in the pro division. So High Rocks had the elites and they had the pros and nobody really knew how the pros got into the elite way. They just kind of were there. Um, but there was only six women initially slated into the elite field and Kelly ended up getting pulled from the pro wave into the elite wave and raced with Lauren and Becca and Rachel and like the big dogs. Um, I'm giving, give it away. Of course she was scared. Um, but yeah, she, she gets real. She, so stepped up to the line. She killed it. She got seventh place and a paycheck. So freaking proud of her. 40 something year old, badass racing against these little, you know, 20 something. Down. So biggest kudos ever. I love you, girl. So proud. About you. Absolutely. Well, I was going to give it to Kelly because same thing. I'm ridiculously <laughs> proud. But just in the past, like, you know, one minute, I've had to think about this. And it's, it's kind of twofold here. One, mm -hmm. Hubie Crushman. Hubie, yeah. a few years ago, I ran your race and I told you you need better course markings. I still hold at that year. It did need a little bit better course markings. Also, I'm colorblind and all the colors get messy on me anyway. But anyway, Hubie, you did a great job this weekend. Hubie, we're proud of you. Hubie, you kicked ass and you keep kicking ass. You and your team. And this is where the part two comes in. The locals. Yeah. I am so proud of the locals. We're finally starting to see these guys like the Battle of the Lions guys came out to help build. Yeah. yeah. Obstacles came out. Um, we had, you know, the guys from War X coming over. We've got, we had people coming in there from Abominable, Frontline. Um, Highlander, all coming out, 
here to celebrate this sport. And guys, this is how we keep it alive. This is how we do it. This is how we have to come together for these kind of things. And seeing that at Indian Mud Run and understanding it's not just a little local. It's a movement. It's the kind of things that keep this sport going. And it makes me so happy to see this. So yeah, freaking yeah. happy. Absolutely. Um, just, just a great attendance to this. Next year, I have no doubt we will have well over 1,000 people there and a hundred obstacles on that freaking course. And I, I will be there. I am pumped. Um, that's what I got. Well, I think that about does it. I think this, you know, it's, it's a great trajectory that the sport is on and, and We're waking back up. The lights succeed. are back on kids. Yeah. It's awesome. So, um, super, super excited. We've got some other big races coming up. Um, there's a little bit of a hiatus next weekend is um, 4th, 4th of, of July. July. Um, I will be on vacation um, getting some much needed sun. I am so excited. So we'll be taking a little Hopefully break. Hopefully your flights week. don't get canceled. Shh, don't say it. <laughs> I have had two shittastically shitty weeks of flying that I just can't handle it again. So we'll see ah goodness uh we'll but on that note before we're done before we're done i one last thing here um okay. i've received a lot of messages in my inbox this past weekend after kind of what i had to do um, mm -hmm. um just want to go ahead and give an update on some of that stuff here because that's my life and that's some of the things that you you get to go with um so we had the celebration of life for my friend ben hall this past weekend we ran a memorial 10k for him just a few of us not many and we um but things got real when we we had about 170, 200 people out there in the middle of the woods in Brown County, and we christened probably about a $35,000 carbon fiber boat in his name that'll be in rotation for the Purdue crew team for probably the next two, two and a half decades that young men and women will be able to participate in a sport that he loved and just, just a lot of good things came from this weekend. And for those who reached out to me, and talk to me and pat me on the back while I was going through all that. Thank you. That's just from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And it's a, it, it feels like there's a weight lifted off my chest and that's, that just feels good. So anyway, that's all we've got this week. Tune in next week for a 4th of July hangover celebration or something. <laughs> um, maybe in two weeks, right? If all you guys have an awesome Awesome 4th of July. Stay safe. If you're in a place that is still going to have fireworks and fun, then I'm jelly. Um, but otherwise, don't blow shit up if you're doing it yourself. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch you out on the course. See you guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.